do you need anything? Did you get it? Bam, we're live. Did you get a drink or you, like uh, you got your coffee? Yeah, I got, tea? I got my tea going. Yep. Dang, you're set. Good morning. Good to see you. How are you, man? Dude, I'm, I'm pumped. I No matter what, I, I, I keep thinking like I need more sleep, but then I go to bed earlier, but I'm getting worse sleep. Like I'm the longer I'm in bed, the more I toss and turn. I'm like an old dude now. I remember one, one time, like 15 years ago, you said some joke to me about like, hey, old people always talk about this and this. I can't remember what they were. Maybe it was like the weather and uh, and like how they sleep. And I think those are the two conversations I had with my wife this morning. I'm like, oh, it's raining again. Damn, my back's tweaked from last night's sleep. I'm like, fuck, and I hear the echo of your voice being like, oh, shit. That is what old people talk about. Hey, we're having a straight legit winter in California. A second one in a row kind of cool right this this is the winter i mean yeah i mean we it's, it's rain it's better than no rain right yeah I mean, we have rain it's cool it's fun the the gnarly unseasonal kind of rain that they got from in southern california came from down south um when was that just like like a few months ago or no like a month ago the gnarly raining in southern california and uh, san Luis obispo central coast what month are we in right now? Oh, December. January. Okay. Oh, yeah. January. Oh, January. 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 And when is our norm? Normally, our, our, our rainy month is February. Yeah, I think Would so. You say? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not old enough to be a weather expert. Good. I I like that. Plead the. Uh... But I, look, I moved. I moved to Santa Cruz in January 25th of 1995, and it rained two days out of three all the way into June. I, I remember just, that year. It was it was rough. And then and then last year we and then last year besides that year was our rainiest year of fucking alt like that I ever remember. Besides that, last year was was I mean it just it rained for like two months straight. It was great though. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah, especially uh, I mean maybe not you as much as me. Well, I wonder. I, I every time the rain um it rains, I just imagine my well filling. Even though yeah. it, I don't know if it works like that, but that's just where I go. I just imagine my well filling, and I just love that. Yeah, I was thinking the groundwater as well. And you have and you have two wells, right? You have an ag well and a, and, and a regular well. Yeah, you're stoked. Yep. And your ag well ended up being cleaner than your house water well. They're both they're both really good. What's you the difference between the two? I forget. I think I I don't because I wish I had an ag well. I think what happened is is Greg has enough fr uh, fruit trees, uh, 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 food producing trees on the property, where you can apply for an ag well. Oh, uh, but I don't think they're actually dug different. But I think then they dug his ag well, and then I think they told him, "Hey, dude, your water from your ag well m might even be cleaner than your house water." Wow, he lives in a good spot. No one's upstream from you. You live in a great fuck. You live in a great spot. Yeah, there's there's less concerns about the water. I'm trying to talk like a plumber, but there's less concerns about the uh, where all the water goes. In the ag well, from the holding tank, it only goes to sprinklers, and so you don't you don't run the chance of contaminating anything. So it's not like you running through pipes in the house or anything like that. Like it's just right. straight to the straight to the ground. Cool. Right. What is this? Oh. Whoa, that didn't take long at all. Hold on a second. I don't even know if I have the phone set up yet. Hold on. Give me one second. Wow, that was fast. 
I did something stupid this morning. I carried one of my kids. I should never do that like until I've been awake for like a couple hours. I, I moved Avi from from his bed. He asked me if I'd carry him. Fuck my back up already. More old person. Have Haley bring him over here. Play I, should do, I should do that. Is he awake? Yeah. Caller, hi. Are you there? Yeah, hi. Hey, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. Um, my name is Frank. I'm an affiliate owner from Monterey, California. We've spoken in the past regarding the CrossFit affiliate network and uh, just hoping to chat with Greg and uh, get some feedback. Dang, just straight into it this morning. Awesome. <laughs> Are you at the gym now, I've Frank? Hi, good morning, Greg. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, normally, I have a client this time, but he uh, called in a little under the weather today. So I was uh, lucky that uh, it happened today just because I wanted to call in. Okay, before you ask your question, let me do some old person talk with you. How's your back? Um, I had a strain, but I've actually been doing an inversion table. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's been fantastic. <laughs> I bought one of those, had to throw that away. It hurt me more. And how's the weather? You're, you're close. You're closer to Greg than to me. Uh, I'm like, you're five miles closer to Greg than to me, but are, you got rain there too? Yeah, a little wet. Yeah, Pretty cool. normal for this time of year, I think. Uh, Greg was just telling me well, um, yesterday that it would take 12 minutes from us, for us to get from uh, the Santa Cruz Harbor to your harbor there in Monterey uh, if we uh, on his boat. Uh, okay, I was going to say driving probably a little longer than that, but not far. Yeah. Yeah, we'll come see you, Frank. Yeah, I'd love that. We've met before, haven't we? Um, we've been in the same space, but I don't know if we ever got introduced. Uh, I was at the Broken Science Initiative event that was uh, in the summer, this past summer in uh, Rums. I really enjoyed it. And actually, that's kind of relevant to the bigger conversation or what I was calling in about, because that's kind of where the CrossFit Affiliate Network uh, or Collective um, and really, I should say, well, anyway, uh, that's where the conversation somewhat started with some other affiliate owners there um, at that event. The one at, um, right. at the ranch. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. All right. And, and that's you. You started that. You started that Instagram account. I did. That's correct. And, and, and why did you start it? Well, so, yeah, so I think the, the you know, the story largely goes with when uh Greg sold the company and, you know, I had the thought to myself of what a damn shame that we didn't, as affiliate owners, we weren't organized enough to collectively get together and buy it. And, um, you know, really affiliate owners should be the ones I think who own it. Um, and then when we were at the ranch, um, I was discussing, like I said, with some other affiliate owners and kind of mentioned that same thing, like we're kind of commiserating about, um, some of the decisions that were made by HQ prior to the sale and um, that we were concerned about how things were being uh, run and the role of private equity in those decisions. And, you know, again, I brought up, I said, uh, why, why didn't we get together and what a damn shame we didn't. And uh, at some point, one of the other affiliate owners posted something saying the effect of like, it's time for affiliate owners to organize Um and I responded back and I said, Hey, yeah, I've been thinking about this since our conversation and I'm, I'm all on board. Let's do it. And, uh, I figured that Instagram, while not perfect, was a good platform to start to get a message out and try to rally, um, affiliate owners. And, uh, it's, 
been challenging to try to get 10,000 plus affiliate owners on board, but that's kind of where I'm, what I'm trying to do. And, um, what we do with it, I don't exactly know, but I think one of the solutions may need to be looking at at least being prepared to buy CrossFit if the current owners are prepared to sell it at some point. Just to put something in perspective, um, I live on a, on a road that I didn't know was a private road and there's 24 residents on it and they're trying to put together a group to like take care of the road. And in the lady who's in charge of it, like can't get any cooperation from people like me. Like, I don't want to go to meetings. I don't want to respond to emails. I just want someone to tell me how much I have to pay and leave me alone. Like I got my own life. To, I'm doing my own shit. And so 10,000 sounds crazy ambitious to me. You know what I mean? Just because I think that there's probably 8,000 gyms that just don't even want to like read the paperwork, think about it, talk about it. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm not poo-pooing on your idea at all. I'm just thinking just strictly from a, a, a practical point of view, like, holy shit. Like that's, I mean, the, the 1200, those 1200 followers you have, you think they're mostly affiliates? Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I okay. think it could be, you know, affiliates and then, you know, that the gym owner follows with their personal account and the gym account. Um, you know, some may just be, I've had, you know, one guy who he was just a CrossFitter and he wanted, uh, his brother, I think was an affiliate owner. And, and he said, I want to be involved. I want to help out. Let me know what I want to do or what I can do to help. So, um, and, and the reason why you want so many is then that would reduce the cost of the gym. Or do you, do you like think of this group as being ready? All 10,000 of them being poised so that if the company ever goes for sale, they're ready to buy it. Or do you see it more as, as they make an offer on the company or either? Yeah, I think, I think both. I mean, um, I think, you know, one of the other, one of the other things that I kind of really like in terms of the idea is the Green Bay Packers is a professional football team and they um, were in a small town and um, didn't really have the funding to compete with big cities. And so a bunch of guys got together and made it a publicly owned company and sold shares to fund the company, to fund the company, to fund the Green Bay Packers. And so I think there's, you know, lots of different ways to do the funding, but I think ultimately, yeah, there needs to be some amount of affiliate owners on board. Um, you know, I, it may be that the equity, private equity kind of comes to the realization that they don't know how to make it profitable. Um, I, I guess I would suggest that in, in my opinion, the fee increase was a, was a kind of result of that. You know, we don't know how to make it profitable other than to increase fees. And if everybody just pays it, I think it's just going to happen again. I think they're going to increase their fees again. Um, and they're just going to keep doing that because I don't know if they have a good understanding of how to do this as a for-profit model. And I think Greg has kind of mentioned, you know, running it as a for-profit business is, um, you know, can be challenging and certainly create some conflicts of interest, I think. So at the end of the day, the net gain is get this group together they they can spend the money more efficiently and more effectively than the current owners because I guess that would be the big picture, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think affiliate owners know what affiliates need, and I think you know Greg did a great job of articulating um, what what he thought the kind of four points were were that um, headquarters should be doing. Um, I guess as an affiliate owner, I I have some ideas of what I'd like to see in addition to that. Um, um, but, um, ultimately I think it would, you know, it should be in the hands of the affiliate owners, how our fees are spent and, and affiliate owners know best how to do that. Eaton Beaver. Good morning. But you're right. I'm, Sorry. Go ahead. But you're right. I mean, I think, I think 
plenty of affiliate owners just want to are busy enough running their business. They don't want to be involved. But I think at some point, if you're not involved, you're going to, you know, the, the powers that be will kind of manipulate that. And so I think you have to be willing to push back or, or you're just going to get steamrolled. I mean, what happens when, what happens if affiliate fees go up to 10,000, right? Are you going to, are you going to push back at that point? I saw the other day, by the way, someone sent me the invoice of F45. I don't know what the initial buy-in, but their monthly fee for F45 is 1500 a month. There's no point to what I'm saying except sharing that information. Someone shared me an invoice from their gym. Um, Cave Dastro, uh, it would be $20,000 per affiliate at 10,000 affiliates to raise $200 million. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a variety of variables here. I think, you know, if, if, if you're willing to pay, if we're willing to pay them what they paid for it and we assume they paid 200 million great i've also heard that you know the nsca lawsuit was settled again i don't know this is a rumor um for 100 million i mean you know and and where did that money go it doesn't seem like it went to countering the message or the narrative that was put out by that study um and i still hear regularly when i go out in public that cross that people won't come into my gym because and they don't know anything about my gym other than that it's a crossfit gym and the first thing i hear is i can't work out with you i'm going to get injured and so what what is crossfit doing to counter that narrative and i i heard don the town hall acknowledge that as a problem with the brand but it's been four years since they bought the company and i haven't seen anything done to counter that narrative and so why do i assume that and then you raised the fees by $1,500 and why should I assume that that money is going to go to countering that narrative versus, you know, just the profits for the investors. Frank, have you looked at who's behind the uh, occupational licensure bill that's uh, ramping up for California? No, I, I mean, I, you know, this, this effort alone to organize affiliates is, is more time than I have. I mean, I'm a father and a gym owner, and I think that's, you know, and I, I guess I would look to say that that's exactly like you say, that's something HQ should be doing and keeping us in the loop on what's going on and preventing it and fighting it. And, you know, uh, I think Dave Castro, you know, on his recent week in review suggested that, you know, that they were, they were keeping an eye on it. And I just, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm skeptical at best. Yeah, it's it's not the kind of thing you keep an eye on. Um, <laughs> it needs it needs to be fought, and someone needs to make the investment, and find out who's behind it, and then there'll be some opportunities to speak at public hearings in Sacramento, and we have effectively stopped those before in Massachusetts and elsewhere by bringing uh, uh, articulate affiliate. Uh, uh, owners and lobbyists and lawyers to the meeting to talk. And my suspicion is that there's nothing like that going on. And in fact, I would even venture to guess that there's been agreement for the mothership not to interfere with this with this project. I would assume no shit. part of part of the settlement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is the very this is the very thing about which they have promised to remain silent. This relates exactly to the settlement. Boy, that's scary. Uh, uh, hey, just two things I'd like to add in there. Uh, on the Week in Review yesterday, um, 
uh, Dave did acknowledge that the licensure bill is on their radar at HQ. Um, and also, um, not only did yeah, they we, we, we put it there, it's still, he's still not saying anything. Who, Dave? Taylor Swift's on my radar, too, but I clearly right. don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm, I'm She's just a billionaire, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me they tell you what care. you do. They don't care at all, and it's on their radar. Let, let me throw this out there, too. Um, they not only sold the company, they bought the company, but then they also, like you said, they got money from the NSCA settlement, what we presume. But also, they had a second round of fundraising so they got more investors they had they, i don't know how much it was 20 million 30 million 50 million 100 million but they did another round of investing and they 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 collected a, sh a shitload of more money i've heard the figure at some point okay i guess i'll suggest this is you know ultimately what it comes down to or part of how much it's going to cost per affiliate owner you've got two kind of major variables right one is how many affiliates are willing to go in and buy it and how much they're willing to sell it for versus what we're willing to pay for it. You know, if, if, and I guess this is where maybe I would ask Greg, uh, Greg's thoughts. I mean, you know, you had suggested you were in fear of affiliate owners unionizing, you know, what, what would it, you know, what role did that play in you deciding to sell when there was the whole, I guess, pushback, you know, and, and depending, I, I, I have feelings about, you know, that whole situation where you I, I, again i don't know was that was affiliate owners um pushing back um on that floyd 19 tweet was that mm, motivation for you to sell what were there enough affiliates i've heard it suggested by i think it was dave castro that you know it was only it wasn't that many affiliates and it wouldn't be relative but my thought is if you know ten thousand the affiliates express dissatisfaction with how things are being run as private equity i would think uh oh i'm in trouble i better cash out and get whatever back i can on my investment i can um now 500 affiliate owners come and say hey we're not happy they're going to say yeah we we figured some amount would not be happy and um you know that we're willing to take that hit um you know how many affiliates would it take before private equity says like yeah we need to sell this thing quickly I don't know that it would force a sale, but I think you could maybe even more importantly and, and better force them to listen. I think a thousand affiliates could do that. Um, but see, I would also, we're, we're already past the point where for me, for me, the cost has exceeded the, the potential value in the affiliate proposition. And so like, I think, I think, uh, $10,000 affiliate fees is absurd, is absurd. I don't see any possible way to get to recoup that in what I'm getting from the mothership. But again, I got cornered here. I mean, for me, I had to come to terms with, with my own value system. And it is, what is it that would keep me in the affiliation? And it would be those things that you could do for me that I couldn't do for myself. And it would look like the continuing ed validation, uh, uh, litigation and legislation in those spaces and there's even a there's even an attitude of fighting in that a strength in that that i find super compelling and that that's evaporated it's evaporated there's no at one the point that you have a so i'm not i'm not sure what it's worth anymore well that's what i was gonna say at the point you have a thousand you could just change the name right 
Frank, you right, could just get right. you could just be like, yeah, at that point you don't have to buy anything, right? That's another thing I yeah, was thinking. Frank Frankenfish. Yeah, so that's I mean I join. Yeah, or I you know, I think a lot of people are cheerleading around, you know, uh, you know, glassman fit, but <laughs> maybe once uh the non-compete ends. But I um yeah, I don't know if a thousand people, and I think uh, the problem is a lot of gym owners still um correlate the brand crossfit regardless of what's happening on the back end they still there's still public perception that the crossfit brand you know well it, it is right the brand is associated with the methodology i love the methodology i love the community and i'm and and largely like you know what happens at hq and fighting over licensure and nsca lawsuit like most people in the public don't know that and they don't base their decision to come in or not come into a crossfit gym based on those high level things um i guess for for me and i think for some gym owners i don't know how many it's it is a principled thing um it is you know what are my fees going towards are they going towards you know the mission of health and fitness and solving the world's most vexing problem um and i and i think at some point hq could be eroding the brand by you know getting sponsorships from monster energy um and so, you know, at what point does that continue to be the case um, if HQ isn't doing things to promote the brand in a positive way? Um, Frank, yeah. this hey, bill is going to pass. This, 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 this bill in California is going to pass, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to mandate a certification that you don't have. It's going to pass. Yeah, I, I just, it's going to require I, a certification that you don't have. It's not going to recognize yours. And it's there's going to be I, some, I, and yeah. and I would I would or, I would organize maybe around fighting that alone, and I would I would help with that if you guys could. Yeah, I, I think most affiliate owners most affiliate owners uh, would struggle. I think to lead, lead the brand, and maybe they don't have to lead CrossFit; they can still fight for the licensure thing. Um, You know, I, I, for me, it's all of those things, and and not a sing, you know, um, not a single one. I think, you know, most gym owners are just they want the brand CrossFit because of the association with the methodology and the community that they love. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe the thousand is a lot. I think, um, but I but I don't have the reputation of you know where people are going to get rally behind Frankfit. I think. You know, there, I get messages from a lot of people and I see a lot of posts saying, you know, hey, if Greg started something once the non-compete ends, I would I would be all in. I'm just one gym owner and I don't think people would rally behind that. I think there was even some movements when Greg uh, was looking to sell um, or, or whatever that happened there um, around, you know, hey, let's rally around community fitness. Let's rally around mayhem. You know, a couple of different businesses said you know, programming Jim said, let me, you know, let's, let's make a, you know, mayhem affiliates and things like that. And it just, I didn't, I don't think it took off because there wasn't that same um, community or, or public perception of the brand as with CrossFit. You know, in that state of the industry report that Cooper put out, it was like 80, I know it was like nine months ago, but like 87% of the CrossFit gyms were happy. That's that's another. That's but there another. was also. Go ahead. 
There was also the write-in of right. Yeah. It was that write-in where they wrote in Glassman, right? Well, yeah, that was a big percentage too. Print. Right, right. That was weird. That's yeah. You're right. You're you're right. I mean, so clearly Greg's gonna have a special. Happy, but yeah, clearly Greg's yeah. gonna have a special place in uh for, for all these people. Hey Frank, sometime in the next month or two, let's uh let's meet for lunch in Watsonville. I'll take care of my favorite taco okay. place. Yeah, I love that. I, I don't have easy answers for you, sir. Um, but I, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, having fought on the occupational licensure front, um, when the NSCA suit was settled with the promise of the strictest of confidentiality, um, Jeff Kane sent me a little missive to, to where he claimed that the um, CrossFit chain would be illegal in three to five years now. And holy cow, I mean, he called that exactly. That's exactly where this is headed. And I see an emergency there. My response to this before, we had uh, Russ Green, Russ Berger, Emily Kaplan, and uh, 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 Brett, the lobbyist that we purchased from Podesta, plus the cloud of the entire Podesta organization and uh, a bevy of attorneys that you could... Uh, you could uh, fill a dance floor with. And so it, 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 at millions of dollars in expense in four or five years, we, we dodged a bullet and got uh, like occupational licensure rescinded in the District of Columbia in DC in the nation's capital. And that was an all hands on deck, major effort and millions of dollars spent, including litigation. And it was a close call. And you could even say in the end we lost because of where we're at now because of the settlement. So for me, where I'm an affiliate, but look, look at my perspective. It's so different. I stood up there in front of everyone telling everyone for a decade that I'm using your, your fees to fight for you. And the fight's back and there's no one fighting for you. And they're raising your fees. They need to announce quickly that they've hired a, a, a powerful lobbying organization to fight this thing. Sebi, we should talk to um, yeah, um, uh, to Bill in Monterey, our uh, elected official. Have he I met him me on the on the soda battle? Yeah, we went out and talked to him. What was his last I name? Got this, uh, Monin. Was Bill that the same time stuff. you met uh, uh, Rand Paul out there? That same meeting or no? I'm confusing, getting my wires crossed. Yeah, yeah. Bill Monin. I have oh, I have Bill contact Martin. info for him. He's our he's a he's a neat guy. He's a you know politics makes for strange bedfellows. He and I would agree on nothing except the scourge of diabetes and the role that sodas played in this. His wife is a is an endocrinologist, but he is our elected official here for Santa Cruz, and we supported him handsomely, uh, effectively, on his soda bill, even though it eventually got stopped by. Uh, by the guy down in that uh, 42nd district. But then we rallied the troops and got him thrown out of office, which was kind of cool because he was Bill's guy, but he also he also defeated Bill's bill, the soda bill. You're not going to be able to find a successful, large, uh, thriving fitness chain willing to tell the truth about uh, salient lifestyle choices that matter that's going to be able to work in a political vacuum. You're going to have to, you're going to have to fight. 
and I and my it looks as though that was that was sold. It would be horribly disappointing to me, but I'm I got I got this weird bias. That's what I thought was worth doing. Now it's not, and so it's it's it sits weird with me. And it may not matter. I mean, I don't, you know, move out of California, I guess, if they make it illegal to train. Or get that other certification. Frank, thank you. Uh, lunch yeah. soon. Yeah, let's yeah, get together. Let's, let's I, sit and have some candid talks. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Svan. Hey, all right. Have hey, a good day, what's, the, what's the good Mexican? Right. What's the Mexican food place that's always busy in Moss Landing? Oh. Right on the highway. Mm. Um, I wanted to try it. I'll, I'll come up with it. Thanks, Frank. Happy okay. New Year, buddy. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Greg. You too. Appreciate it, all you do. Later, brother. Hey, is it is it called the whole enchilada? Yes. I think Dave's taking me there. Yeah, he. Dave says it's pretty good. Man, I asked that uh, I, the, this lady I had on yesterday, the the former president of Levi Strauss. Uh, I was asking her, she, you know, she moved to Colorado. And I'm like, hey, so would you ever move back to California? And she goes, she would never live anywhere where Gavin Newsom was in charge. Man, she hated Newsom. And I don't blame her. I dislike him incredibly. And at one point I said, hey, do you think he knows he's a bad person? And she said, no, does anyone know? And I was, I've been struggling with that, like for the last 24 hours thinking, wow, does it like, really? He could not know that he's a, you don't think he knows he's a bad person? They just think everything they're doing is right. Um, name someone. Name someone universally known to be pretty. Um, um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yep, okay. I'll go with her. She, she, if she could, if she could spew the 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 hives line, the liberal line, if she could get in line with the talking points, yeah, and ran for office, she would she would get the vote of every Democrat. Yep. Yep. Yeah, pretty like there would be no AOC were she not gorgeous. Oh. Well, what about um the the guy, the the guy who had the stroke uh um who beat the Fetterman? uh doc Fetterman, yeah. I li- I like him. But he's not pretty. No, but he's but he's he's got something that's kind of cool. I mean, he shows up in a fucking dirty hoodie. You know, it's <laughs> sweatpants. I do not like it. Yeah, I do. And I, okay. I like, I like some of the things he said recently. I, yeah, you know, recently. Yeah, he did kind of flip this. Were they, were they whole he, sentences or? Yeah, he's had a stroke. Give him a break. No, no, <laughs> no. He's, he's less impaired than Biden. That's hey, true. You got a point. Than, than Pelosi. He's less impaired than, than Feinstein. Than, uh, Feinstein. And I'm going to say he's less impaired than, than Newsom. Newsom can't put an intelligent thought together to save his fucking life. He says nothing. He stands there. He keeps his lip flapping, lips flapping, and he's pretty. He's got nice hair. He, he, he was, he was in, in, the, in, the, in the horrible debate between he and uh, uh, DeSantis. Oh geez, that was. Desantis bad. was saying things about him, where his 
approach of giggling, his response of giggling and smiling was wildly inappropriate. Newsom's. If someone's calling you a pedophile, don't giggle. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. It's a, Nervous it's the laughter. Wrong, that's the wrong. He didn't even know what the guy was saying about him. He couldn't even take it in. He had no response. So it works in California. Smile, play with your hair, say something, you know, act cute. Push around a little bit. Oh, it's amazing how vacuous he is. I he's did, profoundly, I didn't... He's, he, he and Kamala are profoundly stupid. I didn't believe that people would just say whatever it took to get elected. I thought that that was crazy until I'm embarrassed to say until the last like year or two. And, you know, they used to call, I don't know if they still call it this, but they used to call it uh, flip flopping. But, the but, but, uh, by it, it's incredible. Biden is not even close. Everything <laughs> that he said 20 years ago, he's now saying the opposite. And another thing, by the way, that I keep hearing, which just is not true. I wish people would keep saying it. People keep saying Biden's too. And you and I have talked about this, uh, um, Greg. Uh, Biden uh, is not too old to run for office. That is not what's going on. It is not age, his age. Age isn't, age isn't an, issue, an issue at all. Right. And that, that's the red herring. That's they, they want to make it about age because age shouldn't be a disqualification. Senility should be at any age. He's clearly senile, clearly senile. And and uh, that's a problem. The places where he is unable to act in the world, how much of that is due to to uh, what people hope have over? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a scary thought. That's a very scary it, thought. I ran, I ran the, the, the tepid response to the attacks on our troops in the Middle East leads me to think that the Iranians have been given China's file on Joe. And that he knows that? God, that's a horrible thought. I that think they would tell him. I think they'd tell him, hey, let me li listen to some of this. We're going to release it. What do you think? You think they don't have they don't have audio tape of him taking the money that he was given? Of course they do. You don't give out money without proving you can you gave it. That's the whole the whole purpose of the bribe is it's it's a hedge of the bet. They're saying this fucker's been running for president since nineteen seventy four. Let's throw a little his way. And who knows, maybe someday he'll make it. Well he did, he's there. I wonder what the threshold is, the American people's threshold is in finding out that he's he's on the take. The Dems don't give a fuck. I know. Say nobody cares. Yep, nobody That's cares. right. Just like they right. don't care They're, about like Epstein files or anybody associated with it, yeah. anything. They don't care. Or or uh or uh, uh uh occupational licensure for the mothership. It's on their radar. Oh, we're aware. Yeah, we're watching them. A Newsom extends what you free. Say when you, go ahead. When go you're ahead. Doing something about about nothing when something needs to be done. You just claim you're watching, right? Right. We got all eyes are on it. Believe me, we're gonna do like what Obama did. He was always gonna make sure. We're gonna make sure, and then just load it with platitudes. I think I told you the other day. My dad counted sixty-five make sures in an eighty-minute speech once. From Obama. But once from Obama. It to Obama, he's gonna make sure. And everybody cheered loudly with each make sure. Oh, my God, he's going to make sure. There's all these good things. He's going to make sure. 
none of it happened. This is from the um, the Gazette, January first, two thousand twenty-four. Newsom extends free health care to seven hundred thousand illegal immigrants despite record budget deficit. California became the first state on Monday to offer comprehensive health insurance to all undocumented immigrants. So that means people who've run over the border illegally. So now people can come into your house and eat your food out of your refrigerator. That's the, the, it's you know tantamount, it's tantamount to that, right? What? Hey, again? Hey, you know who should play him in a movie? Who? Jim Carrey. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. I think he can pull that off and give it just enough camp to make everyone laugh. Gruesome Newsome. A plan expected to expand to roughly 700,000 residents living in the Golden State. It really is. It, we, we have these facilities so that if you're at the skate park, you get injured, you can go there. And we pay into them, and now other people who don't pay into them, who illegally come in, can use them. I, I don't, I don't get this at all. Uh, it, it goes on to say uh, the expansion is expected to cost the state roughly 1.2 billion for the first six months before increasing to 3.1 billion per year. It will include undocumented illegals uh, between the age of 26 and 49. You know what's up? No, tell me. He wants their vote, dude. That's all it is. But they can't vote. Oh, yeah, they will. They will vote. And in large numbers. You think they'll actually vote for him, though? Because I, I, I read yeah, somewhere, yeah. isn't that most not, immigrants not, don't vote for Democrats anyway? Yeah, I think I think it takes a generation or two. I think that's what's happened to the Dems. I think that the illegal population in numbers too large for their tolerance have found successful business employment. And, uh, you know, how, when, you, how, when you when you're with your dad came over this country illegally or you did and you now have a landscaping concern with 40 trucks and 65 full time employees, the Dems have lost you. There's no way that Mr. Garcia is going to participate in your shit anymore. Uh, Josh, 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 throw. They get to pick your food illegally, but you don't have a problem uh, eating it. Hey, listen, dude. They're they're picking. They're getting paid. They're coming when they come here and do that. You're comparing apples to oranges. You're comparing apples to oranges. And actually, ICE does go to those places and arrest the illegal uh, aliens, or they used to. And hey, what about that being the dog whistle to call all of them over here? It's almost like he's saying, "Hey, it's it's Josh, like in- Josh has a good point, and it looks like this, Sebi." We're sitting there on 8 or 95 in California, Arizona. Yeah. And we're stopped at an immigration checkpoint. Yeah. And they're asking every blue-eyed, blonde-haired, freckled person if they're citizens of the United States, one at uh-huh. a time. And then all of a sudden, there's panic in one of the lanes. And they're pulling cones and it, ushering the flow of white ag buses past, full of illegal aliens going to pick vegetables. Right. If we if we if we got rid of the illegal aliens in this country, we would starve to death. I'm gonna say that again. If we got rid of the illegal aliens, we would starve to death. California wouldn't be able to keep its farms running, and the nation would stop. We uh, can't. We can't live without them. It, may, maybe there is some isn't, so- an, isn't an open border. 
this the solution isn't an open border no right no. i yes okay i would do the same thing i let the ag workers in and not the others a uh, 302,000 migrants were encountered at the southern border last month. Those are encounters. You have to assume it's double that that weren't encountered, right? 302,000. They'll come grateful Democrats, and within two generations, a third of them will, will that find success will have different views. No one that works hard has interest in, in having shit taken from them and given to people that refuse to work. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> it, 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 it's wild. I don't understand. And going back to the thing, does he think that he's being a good person for doing this? Does he not know no, he's, he's being buying a bad votes. person? He's buying yeah. votes. He's making more Democrats. Uh, Epoch Times five years ago when Obama was president, so longer early in their launch, explain the whole border crisis is about the bluing of uh, Arizona, Florida, and, and uh, Texas. This is why Abbott's punting sending them north to areas that are already already deeply blue. And the, the, the what's riotous about that, it is, it's funny as hell, is that it does, it does Eric Adams and Whoever's mayor of Chicago now does them no good for these people to come to their city because they don't need more Democrats. Uh, Graciano Rubio, Greg, uh, we used to do that. It was called the Bracero Program. August yes, 1943, the Bracero Program was yep. an agreement between the U.S. and Mexican government yep. that permitted Mexican citizens to take temporary agricultural work in the United States. Christine Young yep. says, bullshit. There are tons of people here working legally. I've been here 45 years and there's lots of working here legally. I also think that's what Greg finished it with at the end, uh, Christine, when he said uh, open border isn't the uh, isn't the way. A uh, sleeky, these new illegals she aren't thought, working. She thought I said they she thought I said I think she thought I said something that wasn't said. Uh I, I thought you were saying that too at first. Sleeky, new illegals aren't working. They're crossing the border multiple times to get their Visa gift cards and free shit. Oh, that makes me sick. Oh, uh, they're happening. gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna get work. They're gonna take jobs too that that uh, other people don't want. Um, uh, Jody Lynn, uh, plenty of hardworking, undocumented workers in Connecticut. Great workers for sure. Of course, sure. that's yeah. not. It's no one's. No one's doubted that. Um, you, you know, uh, switching subjects. What I don't want is I don't, I don't want them paid to vote blue. That's what I don't want. And that, that is what's happening. Right. Hey, come to our country, vote Democrat. We'll give you free healthcare, uh, a phone, 1200 bucks a month and, and just vote for Newsom. I was thinking about the lady at Harvard. Uh, Claudine Gay. Um, I was thinking about how, you know, she um, she got fired. They say she resigned, but she didn't. She got fired. Well, she didn't even get fired. You know, she still works for uh, Harvard. She still gets paid. She's still on the payroll. She just got moved. Same with the lady at Penn. They both just got moved. Yeah, that's that's misleading to say she resigned. First of all, she just got moved. 
uh, 50, uh, 50 legitimate allegations of plagiarism and uh, the call and, and, and not being able to stand up against uh, people on campus calling for the uh, killing and extermination of Jews was kind of her her downfall. Um, but, you know, you know, what I, I realized um, Democrats will rally around people. Because of the color of their skin, regardless of what they say. And, and Republicans won't do that. They won't. Isn't that interesting? They Republicans will not rally around someone because of the color of their skin. But Democrats will. So they don't. Democrats don't care what Claudine Gay said. They're rallying around her because of her genitalia, because she's a woman and the color of her skin. Republicans don't do that. They don't do that. It's like when, when I when I was thinking about that yesterday and I'm like, yeah, they are just straight up racist. And yet they screamed loudest saying other people are racist, but they don't care. They don't care what um, they don't care what her stance is on anything. All they care about, like Al Sharpton saying that it's a setback for black women. It's a setback for black women, not because she lost her, not because um, of anything the, the, the right or the left did. It's what she did. She gave us a new data point for fucking uh, behavior that some people are going to conflate with the color of her skin and her genitalia. Yeah, it's 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 so it's so I, fucked up. There's there's no racial component to this story. Right, right. She's an academic fraud, and she's and she's and she's tolerant of of behaviors that polite society is intolerant of. And her job as a as an administrator, she's in dereliction of her duty by her own her own academic dishonesty and her inability to to maintain a, a healthy environment on the campus. It's not even a group? political issue. I don't think right. you should be able to get again. You, you shouldn't be able to get up on a on a platform at a university and speak with a bullhorn without a permit. Heidi Krum, wrong, Stevi. They do care. They hate conservative people of color. That's true. Caller, one second. Um, Andrew Stern, uh, Sten, I love that CNN called the issue sloppy attributions rather than plagiarism. Caller, hi. Hey, what's going on? Mind if I talk fitness for a minute to you? Talk, the wrong time. talk what? Bitcoin? No, I love Bitcoin. I know nothing about it. What did <laughs> you say? that is. Oh, what did fitness. you say? Oh, yeah, please. For Greg, if he doesn't mind. No. Is there such thing... Is it possible to do too much zone two training? I have a marathon coming up that I'm doing in April. And I have found when I do regular zone two to be super beneficial over anything else, whether running or whatever. Is there a point where it's just too much? I don't know, but you are going to need to take your fat blocks and, and double, triple, or quadruple them. And so we use that as the control rod for more rigorous or endurance extended efforts. So if you were normally four blocks, you might be eating four, four, and 12. I'm not going to lie, that went over my head. <laughs> In regards to the zone diet, if you're looking, <clears throat> if you're looking at like oh, from the L1. I apologize. I'm talking in regards to um 
aerobic capacity. My apologies. Training zone two heart. Gotcha. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second, caller. Hold on one second. I, I got that. That popping is just. It'd be great if I could just get a roadcaster that works. Are you, are you back, caller? So he should come back in a second. Yeah, I mean the the, the problems with uh, excessive cardiovascular metabolic conditioning training are pretty obvious. You can kind of see them in the fifteen hundred meter individual and versus. 804 and two. Um, what the fuck is zone two training? It's just a heart rate. It's it's denoted by a heart rate. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's like are. running out of pace, running out of pace where you can still like have a conversation. So like for me, it's between like 140, 150 range. Staying in zone two means but, you're exercising at the point of maximal fat oxidation, therefore improving your body's ability to use fat as a fuel, which will improve their ability to go longer, use energy sources more effectively, uh, have a lower recovery demand. It, I think there's an arithmetic error here. That, that, that maximum fat burning is, is a percentage. And so the percent is greater. And with more intense exercise, I think the percent of of calories burned from fat is less, but the total number of calories is much greater. But I think that the, um, I think that the the modern trend has been to, uh, in the sense of David Salo and what's the what's the CrossFit Chris uh, Hensworth, uh, Henshaw 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 Henshaw. It's a uh, it's higher intensity work and less of that other stuff. 20 to 60 minute jogger cycle at talking pace. When I think of trying to train clients in zone two, I'm ensuring they can hold a conversation with me. An example would be a 30 minute AMRAP workout, 200 meter row and 20 body weight lunges. Uh, what was the question again? Sorry. What was the question? Whenever I hear I, zone two, so, I just tune out. I go to zone 10. Right. Yeah. So the question was, is there such thing as too much? Like if I did, you know, every day I did 30 minutes of, zone two and then did training runs on top of it or did two 30 minutes zone two runs or you know if i did seven hours of zone two a week or whatever it is is does he know of an optimal number or is there such thing as too much or you know what i mean like i th i train a lot in zone two and i think it's mental illness training i think people who train in zone two they, fuck what do i know but i just think i just train in that for my own mental health you know what I mean? That's like I get on the assault yeah. bike and ride it for 20 minutes while I fucking prep for a podcast. I think zone two training is like almost the antithesis of CrossFit. Probably going to get slapped around for that, but it's, um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I will, look, I, I, my focus, I, I look at 800 meters in the run and 1,000 meters in the row. And uh, I like those 800 meter guys. They're fast and they have crazy endurance. Will they keep up with the miler? Nope. Will they keep up with the hundred meter guy? No. But they have broader capacity than the sprinter does or the long distance guy. I train harder in zone two when I'm going through an airport. You know what I mean? When I'm carrying my bags, I try to like to move so fast that I can't even talk. Okay. Well, I appreciate I the time, Greg. I just want to let you No, thank you. Thank oh, you. go ahead. Caller David Weed says, uh, David Weed's chimed in. He says, Zone two training is gay. Just, I'm uh, just giving uh, you some. <laughs> that's, I guess that's where you and I relate then, huh, yeah. Sebby? Dude, I zone two the fucking hours a day, dude. 
I just zone tuned for a half hour. About keep, to go zone tune again. Keep so I'll, I'll just finish. I'll, I just want to finish with one thing, Greg. I found CrossFit from ESPN while I was in prison. I was in a, in a max unit watching it from someone else's TV. I watched Ben Smith win. And then I got a men's health that told me how to do Cindy. And I did men's health CrossFit workouts for the, like the next two, three years. Got out, joined an affiliate. And it's been one of the baits impacts of my life and uh so always thank you but just you know another thank you it's it's sean is that your name but you know where what's your name caller name oh wait wait hold on hold on hold on for some reason you got disconnected hold on i don't know what the fuck happened hold on i like that's a great story yeah, I want I want to know what his crime is. Hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere, caller. Maximum security. Hello. You're back. Are you looking me up? No, 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 not at all. You just got the Bluetooth <laughs> dropped. I'm a very I'm not a very sophisticated operation here. Uh, Greg was asking what your name is. Uh, my name is Thaddeus. Oh wow, what that's Thaddeus. Cool how are you, man? I'm I'm impressed with your story. It kind of makes my day. I've. Uh... I've always maintained that you, you you can't really be a trainer without believing in redemption. Yeah, you know, my uh, the affiliate I go to, the owners are firefighters, a lot of policemen coach there, and that has kind of like healed me back into society. I, I did about five years for gun crimes, and uh, so you get a twisted view of society, but um, that atmosphere was huge. Gun crimes, were you selling guns or using guns? Uh, Stole guns and then robbed people with, you know, with those guns. And yeah, I always tell people my best ideas in life got me five to ten. (laughs) I'm not very bright. (laughs) Hey, are you sober? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got addicted to opiates because of uh, well, I don't mean to blame someone else, but. It was, my girlfriend got me into them and uh six months later i went to prison and um haven't haven't touched them since probably about 10 years ago so hey um what do That's, you do what are you doing with that experience you are you um talking to kids are you writing a movie are you writing a book are you working at volunteering like what do you like that's a great experience you should be doing turning it into something so my wife and I were both volunteer, full-time volunteer Bible instructors, mm. and we also um, do uh, volunteer construction projects. Um, yeah, I uh, we both dedicate about 600 hours a year to um, volunteering. We run a small business, keep life simple. Um, yeah. So, Did she do time? Did your wife do time? No, no. I wanted someone who was on the 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 edge of being kind of perfect someone that uh i could look up to and that was like kind of unblemished by the things that i got into you know what i mean yeah you don't want to go bonnie you you didn't didn't want to go bonnie and clyde so but you know what i did what i should have done you know what i mean i don't think it's i think it sounds cool but i don't think it's that big of a deal you know what i mean holding people robbing people no the recovery no what i mean like yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? It's just what you're supposed to do. I'm just doing what everyone else is doing and I'm just catching up. Right. So I, I just don't right. view it as that, that big of a deal. So you can't vote? 
Um, oh boy. <laughs> I'm politically neutral. <laughs> but can <laughs> you vote? Are, are you allowed to vote? Yeah. I'm allowed to vote. Felons are allowed to vote. I think you should write. Well, you know what? Write, is, I'm, I'm proud of you. And would you and your wife be interested in being uh, put in contact with the group in Pennsylvania that has received funding for putting CrossFit gyms in their prisons? I would love to. I would love yeah, to. We'll you make give that me happen. An email. I'll email that person today. Emily at uh, brokenscience.org. All right, one second. What does this mean? He's a 2A kind of guy. What's 2A mean? Second Amendment. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Someone wrote, it sounds like Thaddeus has never bought a gun. <laughs> I've never, I've never had a gun that had a serial number on it. <laughs> nice, sticking it to the man. Oh my God. Abolish the ATF. That's right. All right, that wasn't funny. Emily at Broken right. Science. BrokenScience.org. All right, Emily at BrokenScience.org. All right, yeah. that'll be awesome. Thank Maybe. you. Copy me. Copy me at uh, GM three two one go. Greg at. Oh, hold on. I, I just got out of that. GM, you said? Yeah. Greg at GM321go.com. Greg, is that two Gs or one G? Sorry. Uh, one G at the beginning, one at the end. G-R-E-G. Greg at G-R-M. No, GM. Like G-R-E-G-321go.com. You got it. Three, two, one, go. Com. Greg at gm three two one go. Com. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and it's cool to hear that you're saying proud, being proud of me. That means a lot. I mean, yeah. Dude, thank you. It's crazy. It's crazy where you come from. Well, I appreciate that, but like I said, I'm just trying to do what everyone else is supposed to be doing, right? So. All right, I'll send this. I'll I'll Chris, send you guys an email as soon as I'm home. Chris Rock says you shouldn't get a cookie for for what feeding your kids, right? It's just basic it's feeding stuff. Feeding your kids, right? exactly. I, I understand. I understand. Still proud of you. It doesn't take from it. And here's the thing: so few people return from where you've been, sir. And I don't know if the number is twenty percent or forty, but it's not enough. How long so have you, you been out? It out? I've been out about since 2017. Oh, okay. That's end good. of 2017. So I've hit six years. But you know what? I think this is one thing I have. I'm, I'm a little bit different than the guys that I, I was in prison with is that you're white. Um, sorry. Also sorry, that sorry. Mo yes. But um, I believe drug addiction is a mental health issue and not a morality issue. And so I don't think I'm a natural drug addict. And so getting over it and getting away from it was easier for my, like men mentally, but those who are chemically dependent on opioids or whatever it is, I think there's a mental, um, 
health issue and a chemical imbalance that those guys are seeking. Does that make sense? I don't believe you, but yes, I hear you, but I don't believe you. No, why? Tell me why. Because I'm I'm not interested. I don't I don't believe in chemical imbalances and stuff like that. I don't. Um, it, it just sounds like arguing limitations to me. I think everyone's eminently capable. Hmm. No, you're, and I guess, I guess you're right. I don't. I don't have much. But I am not mad at you for having that thought either. I'm. I'm I mean, I'm open yeah, to being wrong. I don't want to question the rationale that brought you to recovery. Hmm. It worked. Good on you. You know, and it's it's an amazing thing. I appreciate that, guys. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're a beast, you, by the way. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm beast. not. I'm not belittling it either. Too the journey's hard. Life's hard. Life's fun, but hard. Yeah, and don't let now. your and I'm and I don't want you your I don't want your experience to go to waste. Is kind of what I was saying too. Like fucking write a make a movie, right? But I like what you're doing. The volunteering, the Bible stuff, all that. I love it. But do some creative shit too, man. Like you you sound like you're a creative guy, to be honest. You, you have the balls oh, to call here. Uh, Put it on the line. Be vulnerable. Write the story. Make a movie. Get rich maybe, off your experience. Maybe when I am working with another guy right now on creating a um a series and interviewing other people who have used health and fitness mm. to get over adversity. I like it. And so um, maybe when that's ready, I'll uh, I'll send you something, Sevon, see what you think. All right, cool. Thank you. I'm Sevon Matosian at Gmail. Thank you. Uh, all right, Thaddeus, thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have Thanks, a good Thaddeus. one. Bye. Happy New Year, sir. Uh, Heidi wanted to apologize in advance for all the nudes you're probably going to get in your inbox, Greg. I feel, I feel like I can't see it. She's forgiven. Okay. There you go. Just like that. Wow. Simple, yep. simple, simple and easy. Zone two. Zone two. Zone two is like an like I breathe. I do nose breathing when I work out. It's an excuse to like not work out hard. Oh, I'm breathing through my I mouth. Heard, I slow down. That. I'm practicing my breathing. I haven't heard that zone training in in years. It's the new hot thing now. Yeah, it's Everybody's big talk now. Zone yeah. Training. Is it really? Yeah, people just want to sit on a fucking concert too, like ride around for an hour saying that they got a workout in. Yeah, you know what's funny is I never hear anyone say I'm doing zone one or zone three or zone four. It's all zone two training. Call her high. Um, hey, uh, my name is Josh. I'm I own uh, Backward Arrow Modern Fitness. Oh, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, y'all. Um, hey, Greg. Uh, super thankful for all you've done. Uh, you give my family a, a place to. Um, you know, uh, have some have some money, income, and and uh, good lives. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you. Uh, the I think it was last week, uh, Caleb. Uh, you and um, you and Sousa were talking about. <clears throat> Dude, um, you're the reason giving... why people listen to podcasts at 1.5. Listen, buddy. Listen, Mr. Arrow, oh, you, you got to triple your stalking <laughs> speed. Sorry. Um, Beaver, you and Sousa talked about providing classes for coaches last week, um, like paying for their certifications and things like that. Yes. I, I disagree with that, but I'm wondering what you guys all think about that. Re remind me. I'm not following you. Remind so, me. What was it? 
So so last week this we, was the uh, podcast where you were slacking. I'm always slacking. We're we're right. talking about Susan and I were talking about how we provide uh the, the affiliates that I worked for and the affiliate that he owns, obviously, uh provided some sort of discount or they gave some sort of incentive to get their coaches to take more classes, like your CEUs, like your L1, L2, uh weightlifting, strongman, like any of those additional courses either by CrossFit or by the NSCA or whatever the fuck. Um, I found it very helpful because I'm, I was a broke ass college kid and I didn't have any money to my name. And all I was doing was coaching. And I mean, that wasn't a crazy income either. So whenever I had the opportunity to take an extra course, I would take advantage of it. He said, Oh, there's going to be, I took the, the first one I took was the L one and I, they helped me pay for that. And I mean, obviously there's tons of other courses that you can take and he was towards the end of my time working for them. He started offering that, but, um, yeah, I found it very helpful. I, I mean, I'm not making shit for money, so why not give us the incentive to do it? You know, caller, you're saying that the gym owner shouldn't pay for the class. The I'm not education? saying should, but I'm saying I don't, oh. uh, for my coaches. And, and the reason why is because they get to keep all that education. So I think that they should pay for that. Now I definitely want to support so, them. So I usually pay for like an Airbnb whenever they travel to go take the class and things like that. But I don't directly pay for the education. I'm just wondering you guys thoughts. Do you think that they're I just going to leave you? If you, if you teach them things, do you think that they're just going to leave the gym and go take it somewhere else? Is that what you're worried about? Um, well, I've had not so much worried, but I have had coaches do that. Okay, so if you train them or if you if you give them the opportunity to learn whatever they want to learn, they're more likely to stick around and give that to your classes, to all of your all of your athletes, anybody, all of your members, all of those things. But if you don't teach if you don't give them the opportunity to learn new things or give them the help them with the with their coaching venture, then it's like, well, I'm not making enough to stick around and you're not teaching me anything to stick around. So why would I stick around? So I agree with what you're saying, but I also want to reimburse them for what they are going to be teaching at that point too. So they'll make more money, but I'm just not going to pay reimburse for the, them. How, the you're reimbursing them by paying them. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. So um, like I've got some coaches that are going to go take their L2 and they're, I'm going to, increase the amount that I pay them per class. Um, if I had yeah, somebody go pay or take like a weightlifting, I would um, reimburse them for the the program that they're going to coach that they weren't coaching before. So things like that. I, I believe in reimbursement. I just don't think that I'm, I'm the one that needs to pay for their, that particular part of it. Is it your business? I Yes. Are you charging the client, um, say, just to put numbers out there, $60 an hour and giving the trainer 25 Is it that kind of model? Pretty pretty close, yes. Yeah. Well, that, in my, in, for me, that doesn't work. Because here's what's really happening. You're selling $20 an hour training for $60 an hour. There's no one delivering at the 60 mark paying 20 that's going to stay there long. 
And I learned this <laughs> from dealing with the collapse of gyms. How that uh, strength in Christ, that guy Luke and his and his wife from Arizona, they were so upset about the people that were uh, sick fit. They, they had a whole list of people that had left them and fucked them and opened up affiliates in the neighborhood. And we dig in and look, and they're paying, they're paying a guy $15 an hour and charging 60. And he knows what's going on. And, and at the point that his trainings actually were 30, but you're paying 60, he, he, the, the client's paying 60, he's worth 30 and getting paid 20. All the incentive is for him to go down the street. And it turned out the people they were losing were better than they were. When I went, when I went and investigated those that were leaving, they were amazing. Of course they left. Of course they left. They're, they're the ones running the show. They're in there. The owner's not. They're making 20 and the people are being charged 60. If you're, if you're a firefighter and your boss doesn't teach you how to drive the ladder, they're they're gonna crash it, and then you're losing money. If you're a fire, if you're if you're a police officer and you don't teach somebody jujitsu, you don't teach somebody how to fire their weapon properly, you're gonna lose them. If you don't give them the tools to, if you don't you don't provide them with the information, provide them with the skills or anything that they need to be masterful at their craft, which they're giving to you, they're giving your business, you're gonna lose them. Unless you give him so a I, I mean, I standy. Unless you give him a standy. Here's what I, here's what I did with, with my affiliates. What's a standy? It's a hand job when you're standing. Hey, are you hating this feedback, uh, um, Mr. Arrow? Are you like, fuck you guys? My job is great. I ain't paying for shit. <laughs> no, oh. I'm not hating it. I All definitely right. want to have the conversation. All right. Um, no, I don't hate it. Um, and by the way, I'm Josh. Um, but um, I, I, I'm having trouble following it. Josh, I, I, my trainers kept uh, what was it, eighty percent of what was of what was being paid, and we made public record of the collection and uh, and distribution public to all the trainers. The whole thing was logged on Basecamp, so we could all look at each other and see what was being made, earned, and taken. And I set that figure because. I I'm not I don't want my own gym where I'm going to do less than twenty percent, and you won't keep eighty percent of if you go down the street and and open a box, it's not going to be eighty percent profit. And so if you are in a collective environment where that's allowed, it was actually pretty cool to have Annie and Tony and Nicole and everyone proximate. Um, we made fantastic use of the space. But I knew no one was going to leave because it would come at a financial hardship to go down the street and fly your own shingle. And so we yeah, quickly needed we needed more space um, on the reg because the the training cadre was growing rapidly. We were picking up two, three trainers, um, you know, more three to five annually coming on board. And so right before I left, um, part of uh, of leaving the community was that the cons had tried to purchase a larger building for us to use and the city council uh, blocked it didn't want cross it they said he had a navy 
and across it was his army. And uh, so the city council blocked uh, us getting into a bigger building, but I'd, I'd run out of space. I had, I, had, I had more trainers than I had clients years ago, you know? And I think that's the problem you wanna have. There was a uh, economy of scale in multiple trainers that allowed us to continuously, as the team became more and more impacted, we're spilling out of the parking lot, we're taking more and more space, but we're also getting more and more equipment. And so we're able to do things that keep a keep a stash of dumbbells in the woods, get mountain bikes. It was really cool what the, what the growth allowed us to do. But every time someone leaves you, I get it, it's a, it's a loss. It's hard on the business. Set it up, Josh, set it up so that it makes no sense for them to go anywhere. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm also trying to just grow the personal training side of this. Um, we love yes. classes, um, but the personal training side, I, I mean, last year from January 4th to the end of the year, I, there was a woman that lost 140 pounds with us um, off of all of her meds, completely turned her life around. And that's what I want more of my trainers to be doing as well. Hell yeah. Josh, I made everyone cut their teeth on personal training. I don't think you can train someone from, take someone who's done no training and make them a competent group trainer. So if you're, if you're after your level one, next thing you do, you got a class of 15 people. I think someone fucked up. I remember I started and, with on-ramp. I just did on-ramps. One person at a time. That's all I did was go yep, on-ramp. Yep. Yeah, we do a lot Great of online stuff too. I kept personal training clients throughout. If I, there was never a time where I was in the gym regularly and didn't have personal clients. I think it was Frank this morning who was talking about his his uh, seven a.m. didn't show, and I was thinking it's. I, I think I had a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, six a.m. for for twenty years. All right, dude. Thank you. Uh, good luck. Just keep All us posted. Right. Yeah, have a good day. If you go out of business call, if you don't go out of business call back. Bye. <laughs> you know, the professionalization of the training effort suggests what's wrong with finding some kid that you're going to pay $10 an hour and then charge 40 or 50 And again, I want to make the point, if you, you the kid's training is worth what you're paying that is not going to be, you're not going to get, you're not going to get, and if you, if you do, if you do get great training and you're paying the person 10, it's, it's not fair. It's not right. And it's not going to last. He's going to figure out he's delivering $90 an hour training. If indeed it happens. Um, uh, Cave Dastro, uh, what would Greg charge right now if I wanted him to personally train me? Oh, it'd be a lot, Cave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my price has gotten really, really high here recently. Like seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, like twenty five thousand dollars an hour, and oh, uh, right. or free. Yeah, you look know? at oh look, like, that's yeah fifty k an hour <laughs> or free. Yeah, <laughs> thirty years of experience. Hey, I told uh, I told Sonia Khan, yeah, great idea, but you have to understand, honey, I don't do house calls. And she goes, well, I'll double your, your pay and pay you from portal to portal. And I said, I'll see you tomorrow. What time? I yeah, didn't even oh, have I a like fucking it. car. Yeah. I didn't have a car. 
Did you rent one? Now I'm like, how? Yes. How in the fuck am I going to get up there? I did it. I showed up. And so I was making $150 an hour from leaving the house to when I came home. And I would sit in the garage for five, six hours a day on average waiting for that fucker to come downstairs. I didn't have a car when you hired me either, by the way. If you're having trouble making ends meet, the car is the last thing in the world you need. Now, the people with kids and realities, you can't do anything about that. But if you if you if you're broke ass, the car doesn't make a lot of sense. I ended up buying. Greg, are you on a cell phone or something? We lost your camera again. Oh, did you really? Yeah. How's that? Uh, uh, Greg, what if I was 400 pounds and on the verge of death? Yeah, I'd do it free. Oh, there you yeah. go. I'm trying to turn you over to someone else, too. Hey, actually, Kate, he does actually thing. have a client that he does to coach for free. I just remembered that. I just met I just met him the other day in San Diego. I don't Ooh, know if you're still uh, coaching Elliot? him, but you were. No. Uh, the, the pool guy. The guy who uh, installs pools around the world. Weren't you coaching him a little bit? It, indeed, I did. That's indeed right. Indeed, I did. Forgot about That's that. Not, I was I mean, getting in sold. my car and and driving a hundred miles, or bringing the plane down and flying up a hundred miles to train a guy for free. Yeah. Wow. And a guy who was on his, who was on his deathbed. Uh, it, it was everything was wrong, and it looked like Soto was potentially the culprit. And the experiment of getting him off of that and seeing if it made a difference in the outcome was more than I could than I could withstand. And of course, you don't want to tell anyone that. What if you stop drinking soda? Maybe your cancer would go away. That's a hard thing to suggest, but um, it was worth it to me to get him to make an attempt, and it and it it worked <laughs> breathtakingly well. And I uh, uh, hey, uh, um, uh. This is an interesting question. Uh, Black John Young, um, would I'm gonna I'm gonna read this for you, Greg. Don't try to read this. This will make you stupid. Would Greg ever uh, work with clients who take Ozempic? Like, what, what do you mean give them Oz? First of all, his name's not Craig. Uh, um, and second of all, what do you mean give it to him? Like, slip it in their fucking sh shake. Let me let me work the question for you. What do you think about that, Greg? On the on the continuum of of on one end, you have fucking. Uh, have surgery and have your fucking stomach removed to get skinny versus Ozempic versus CrossFit. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm uh, leery, even afraid of uh, pharmaceutical solutions. So when we're all at Beth Israel at Harvard and we meet the guy who's developing the exercise pill, um, I, I think we're, I think we're watching a future train wreck. Uh, someone taking a pill that helps them. Eat. I mean, you know, they're saying that it's like people are like quitting smoking and stop eating. It makes you just not want to put anything in your mouth, I guess. It sounds good. It sounds good, but so many things do, right? Right. And then the side effects are just end up being horrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to find uh, uh, molecular hacks uh pharmaceutical hacks down at the level of these fundamental uh processes you know like the insulin glucagon axes 
it's it, you really need to control that thing um, at the pie hole. Well, that's what this thing that so specifically, I think that that's what this thing. I I understand that, and that okay. sounds good. But uh, but but I think it does do it. Now that I think about it, it does do it by affecting something having to do with your uh, insulin. Here's 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 my thoughts on it. You're you're 20 years old and you're 400 pounds and you're 40 years old and you're 440 pounds and you've just been war at war and hated yourself and you're now 40 and now you're close to dying. Fuck it. Try it. As opposed to getting your stomach cut open and, and, and you, you know what I mean? At some point I say, hey, you got to try it. But like surgery would never be an option for me. I just would not do that. It's like if I, yeah. 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 If, if it turned out that the downsides were, were significant, I would, I would not be surprised. Oh, me, meaning like, um, in three years, we find out everyone who took Ozempic is their teeth are rotting out and they died of cancer early. Like it, it exacerbated some other issue. There's some distressing signals coming down the pike, uh, in some literature on, uh, statin use yeah and congestive heart failure have you seen that yeah just re yeah i did see it i think you sent it to me last week the what makes that so pernicious is that there's an underlying assumption of the inevitability of the congestive heart failure and we're just trying to help you with the with this anyways so you're going to hear a lot of it would have been worse without it yeah but i don't but i don't think it's going to turn out that way uh, dildo, I got shredded on an eight ball of uh, Tren, Ozempic, and Clenbuterol. That's one way to do it. Uh, Heidi, why the fuck would you ever suggest pharmaceuticals? You're better off fasting for six months. That's that's it, dude. You just said it. That's it. You just said it. No, no one's, no one's, um, it's not like, uh, you're not you're not you're not suggesting it like as as a way as a way out from uh being fat you're suggesting it as a way out of 20 years of fucking misery as like hey maybe you should try it uh david weed uh, he's saying it because california peptides is paying his bills no i'm not that's not true at all that's not true at all uh there's this um when I was in my twenties, I, I binged on uh, Molly for a month, thirty days of MDMA, and in that time, I realized how little I needed to eat to be alive. I remember having that experience, like, "Wow, you don't have to eat." And if if someone can figure that out, and and, and it changed it changed my whole trajectory and my relationship with food. If someone can do that by taking uh, Ozempic for fucking six months and getting off of it, and get the and get start getting their their numbers down. I just can't, I can't hate them for it. And my suggestion is your first plan of action for a fucking 19 year old who's fucking drinking a case of beer every day in their dorm room. No. David Weed, viable. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that's why you're short. Oh, you think it was the MDMA? Uh, no, I disagree. I disagree, but there's no lifestyle change with pharmaceutical. I disagree. It would have to be in conjunction. I disagree. 
or or, or you 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 have to you there have to be in conjunction. Nope, I disagree with this too, Chris. You're still stuck with that same weak mind. I don't I don't think so at all. I disagree with you guys. So is the the plan you take Ozempic forever? I don't know. I I, I mean I you sure think- as fuck wouldn't want I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that. What do you mean get under my skin? He, David Weed knows how to get under Sevy's skin like no one else. Dude, he lives in my brain rent-free. I told you. Every once in a while, I shake my head around just to fucking bounce him off the walls. Hey, any, any of you have cats at home? Try this. Take a piece of meat or something if your cat's in the house sleeping and <clears throat> just waft it around under their nose and then hide and get rid of it. And the, from a sleep, the cat, that will wake the cat up. And the cat will look around, try and figure it out, and then do a couple of reboots, like head shakes, to smell again and shake their head. It's kind of a trip to see. But that's I'll a try that later. self re- self reboot for the cat. You like that, Caleb? Yeah, I just like fucking with it's my cool cat. It's cool as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. I tra- I started teaching her like dog tricks, like place and shake and like high five and all that shit. It's like you can get them to do whatever you want. Really, it's kind of fun. Uh, Dildo, have you ever thrown cheese on a cat's face? <laughs> yeah, no, but funny. I would. Sh- shredded Parmesan? I mean, what do you do? Let's slice. You take a slice of it. Yeah. yeah, you just slap it on their face and they just glitch I got out another for one like for you. Seconds. Take it, take it like a saltine cracker, any fucking cracker, and put as much peanut butter on it as you can get. And then call your dog over and plaster that thing on the fucking roof of his mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. And run the camera. It's great. It's great. It looks like your dog's dying. Nice. I got two. That'll be fun. Have you put tape on your cat's feet? (laughs) Oh my god! Does it lose its mind? Just they they dance like Sammy Davis Jr. It's crazy. Rat all over the floor, just dancing. Amazing tap. Just one little piece of scotch tape on each foot. I can't wait for this. This is going to be so fun. I used to do that to my dog when he'd bug me. Stick a big old spoonful of fucking uh, peanut butter under the roof of his mouth. Cucumber thing is trip. You just set one next to it and they just lose it. They jump like six feet in the air. Freak out. Freak out. It's the weirdest thing. With what? Cucumbers? It's a whole cucumber. Pull it up. It's It's a whole fucking. There's a million YouTube channels of cats and cucumbers. Wow. I showed it to Waddell. He goes, I'll be right back. I'm going to the store. What's their deal with cucumbers? I presume it's a snake thing. But oh, they're not yeah. into the chody snake. Look, and, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Watch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's the same reaction my wife has sometimes. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's I don't so like it. Funny. <laughs> Caleb, it's got a snake, right? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I for, for the taste. It's the only Maybe thing I could like think salads. of. Yeah. Oh, they don't like salads. Yeah, right. Used to that processed food. Uh, Greg, are you are you, what are you doing right now? Are you up for breakfast? Yeah, totally. All right. Totally. Isn't right. it cute that my kids wanted to stay? 
Yeah, it's awesome. You're stoked. Maggie went back with two. Riley spent the night with friends and and Rhett Stein to see you guys. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to uh, shut the show down here. Um, and then I will, uh, I'll, pro- I'll probably call you like in three minutes. I'm around. I want to go to the Silver Spur. Do you want to do that? Yeah, me too. Me too. It's been too long. Okay. I'll call you in like three minutes. Caleb, All right, buddy. Thank you. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, Come Greg. See us. That right. sounds like a great idea. Great. I'd love to have you and Joe out on the Broken Science thing in uh, Scottsdale. Uh, well, oh, West- awesome. well, yeah. Westerlin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. For sure. Joey's cool. been a, a, a potent advisor and sounding board for me for a long time. I think I'll see him next weekend. He's, I think he's coaching my L1. So that'll be cool. Give you hug each other for me. I love you both. Absolutely. All right, sir. Thanks. All right, bye, Greg. Okay, bye. See you, Greg. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, 1B starting any second now. Thank you, everyone. Um, uh, great show. Good times. Um, uh, Sleeky wants to come to uh, Arizona also. I'll make sure I bark that into Greg's ear. Uh, see you guys soon. Tonight there is a show. I believe it's at 6 o'clock. It's a uh, just a hangout to talk about a 1B I've invited Adrian Bosman to come on. He's uh, tentatively agreed. So hopefully we'll get Adrian on tonight too and because uh, he has a significant role in this 1B. All right, guys. Uh, love you guys. Enjoy the show, and uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, soon. Mm, bye-bye.